3: Traveling? Volunteering? Spending time with family? What's your retirement look like? With Income Planning from Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can help you grow and protect your wealth. They'll look at your full financial picture and help you create a flexible strategy that considers things like market conditions and healthcare expenses. So you can stop worrying about the future and enjoy whatever comes next. Visit fidelity.com slash income planning. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.
4: Talk. here we go he said he living life as a gringo where you question where you fit in every time you mingle they say you do this with none of that my rapping is really bad <laughs> this life as a gringo yes welcome to another episode of life as a gringo i am dramos of course my guest is man my guy one of my actual guys my my homie He's uh, an incredible hip hop artist and author whose new project, Every Bad Day Has Good News, is available everywhere right now. Radamiz, my dude, it's good to see you, bro. Genuinely good to see you.
5: Yo, same, bro. I'm happy we were able to finally knock this out. You know, I know we, we spoke about it, like, doing it around the first single. I was like, man, let's wait till the project and just you yeah. know take it, it how we normally do. So I,
4: I I love it, bro. I mean, listen, you've been out here grinding. The project is is doing well. I'm really proud yeah, of you, yeah. first and foremost, uh, for for the body of work. So I want to get into all that though. But I do want to, of course, man, get your your perspective on a bunch of the trending stories that are that are happening out there yeah. uh, in our community. Because I always love having these conversations with you. I mean, we're gonna get into um man of course rest in peace Virgil Abloh I want to want to touch on that um you know huge for for the culture huge loss for the culture I should say uh, yeah. I want to get into this article about uh Hispanic drivers being wrongfully profiled uh when it yeah. comes to the police and traffic tickets so I wanted to touch on that uh we'll we'll talk about Chris Cuomo and CNN um, and then I want to uh in our that segment, honor somebody who's doing huge, huge things, man. It feels like all the time, but for the second time in a row, Bad Bunny uh man setting some some big records and and uh and elevating himself for the second year in a row. So we'll honor him in our this segment. Uh but first, man, let's do a deep dive into all of these uh trending topics in a segment we call for the people in the back. Say a lot for the people in the back. All right, so man, let let's first and foremost start with, with Virgil Abloh. I, I touched on this a bit in my last episode, but I, I want to make sure I give the, the flowers that ado for this man. I, I kind of um you know was using it as a as a talking point on the idea of gratitude, but Ooh. I mean just talking about Virgil Abloh who passed away at the age of 40 from, from cancer. Um, we saw a tribute that was happening in, in Miami from Louis Vuitton where you had everybody out there, Kanye, uh, Cuddy, Pharrell, all paying their respects to to uh to Virgil. Man, it, it it's hard not to face your own mortality to a degree when you see when you see something like this, right? Somebody who's been such a big part of the culture that you love so much, um, and and you know, who seems to have it all. But man, that when that time comes, the time comes.
5: Yeah, it's, Uh it's it's insane because I think for Virgil, one of the biggest things that I've been inspired by him for is mm. this ability to find like what what about him what what about him is the nucleus to like his ideas, you know, like because mm. that's that's one of the hardest things I think to achieve as an artist. Um sure. away from, you know, accolades and range and talent, quote unquote. It's like what is the essence of you and essentially yeah. Finding ways to just apply that over all mediums, right. you know, Harvard, Off White, Louis Vuitton, cover, album covers, show designs, Drake's plane, like, sure, you know, it's one of the, it's it's one of the most difficult things to do, and it's one of the things at least as an artist, you know, I've admired because he's one of the few who really has that something that's just distinct and is able to like go across, and and then you know, really having mm. like it seemed like. Five battery packs where people normally have right. one or two, you know and right. and 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 you know in retrospect to think that about the last two two to three years it was kind of all done with the guise of I may not be here or something, you know what I'm saying mm. after mm. and 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 just understanding how maybe like his mortality was fueling a lot more love and opportunity sharing and you know man that's just it's just it's it's tough to process you know i think everybody has a who's attached to that the mindset of that artist of that community building of that like just reaching new grounds and fashion and music and design and all that but just Mm -hmm. as something like you know when you're doing anything you know how hard it is to do anything you know when you're like you know how hard it is to cop to put one project out to put one t-shirt out to put one show on like You realize how difficult it is and it's like man the brain power and the the alignment with one's purpose that fuels that it's tough to lose you know because there are few like him who are operating like that behind the scenes and at the same time so willing to kind of like be outside and and share that with the people around them so yeah man it's it's tough it's tough you know i was texting somebody and i was like you know we were having a bit of a discussion about it and Mm. I was like, well, in, in, in passing, the way I deal with the mortality facing that one kind of does only once someone passes away is that sure. I always look for what about their life or, um, or the way that they move on this world impacted me the most positively. And I feel like we honor that then applying that moving forward. You know, we honor their life really applying what it was that they gave us the most and and that's the only way to like cherish a life like that
4: yeah no I th- that's very well said i also just think like the melding of cultures you know what i mean i think when you talk about being a part of lvmh right with the louis vuitton brands and all that kind of stuff like he he you know broke the mold essentially right because those were not spaces that people of color were supposed to be sitting in you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the fact that that he became such a representative of, you know, what was cool and what was, you know, uh, of the of the moment of the culture of the people that this brand felt so compelled to elevate him to such a big role, you know, um, and essentially in doing so knocks down the barriers for that next generation, that next person, you know, um, I just I'm always fascinated by those people who can find the way to connect the dots in places that seem to, you know, kind of be so different. You know what I mean? But part
5: of the ill the ill thing about them is that for me, it just looked like a fan continuing, right? like right. it's like, yo, it's old Jordans, it's hip hop, mm. it's right. this cool boutique store, it's this whatever, and it's like, okay, let me just do my best to keep including being included, keep finding information, keep applying it. oh, you're dope, all right, let's mm-hmm. have you model oh. Like, you know, at his first L V show, he has Kid Cudi and Theophilus London and stuff walking right. on the show. It's like, he's aware that, and I think that was like one of the things that he focused on a lot in his messaging. It's like, yo, nothing about what Virgil did seems impossible. It's just, mm. it's just like, because he laid out what his steps were. It's not right, like right. this facade of, you don't know how they got there. You don't know how like what was the meeting, what was that vantage that's hidden and but it just kinda it ends up having that the allure of like, you know, higher than thou type of situation, sure. which most people do, right? It's like, oh right. no, I'm not gonna let you know on the low, like, you know, my my parents are millionaires, like, you know, it's you know, I'm still hustling, but I got the backing or right, whatever. Right. It's like like not nah, his life and his path was out in the open. That's what I'm saying, like like there are a few people that I can say that about, you know, and right. and, and you just kind of saw like the refinement of his vision and his talents and and his execution just happen in in plain sight, you know. So, um, yeah. yo, yeah, nah, crazy, crazy, and and I think it, it, and and it's an impact on the negative, you know what I mean, for the culture at right. wide because you need people who are generous with their platforms and 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 mm. and, and intuitive with their responsibilities to the youth and, sure. and still. And still do their best to make their time for everybody like you hold you only get so few of those
4: living you know? right so. yeah not that that's a fact and and people who you know know how to communicate well and know how to you know bring on others like you said essentially you know what i mean like it's it's kind of the difference between when you look at somebody like a kanye or something you know what i mean like when mm-hmm. you look at the way that they operate you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. virgil Knew how to be inclusive and, and didn't even necessarily need to feel the the need to boast about his greatness necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, but his ability to connect dots and bring other people on made everybody, you know, um, you know, celebrate his greatness, you know, even before his passing. And I think that's a, a very special kind of um, way to exist.
5: Well, yeah, he comes from that, though. He's from the school yeah. of Kanye. Kanye is just, you know, Kanye has just been talked down for so long he ended up having his bravado and i think it's artists sure. you kind of encouraged to be that where virgil it would be like unnecessary to it's like yo at the end of right. the day your work is going to speak because it's your designs it's it's, sure. it's your palette it's like you know i remember going to like his dj show with divine mm-hmm. council and venus X in brooklyn and i'm just like you don't have to be here you know what I mean? Right. Like, what are you doing here? You know what I'm saying? And it's like he knew, but he knew he had to because it's like, OK, right. now look at this world being built. And and yeah. honestly, Kanye has that. Like Kanye to me is the most flower giving artist, because think about how many people have worked with Kanye, be next to Kanye. Like you sure. take a picture with Kanye two days in a row. You know right. what I mean? You might get right. a, a hundred eighty seven interview. You know what I'm
2: saying? Right, like, right.
5: So it's kind of like Virgil comes from that school of thought, but obviously he he's a different spirit. You know what I mean? He has right. different goals and and a different way of applying his confidence because you don't get there not being confident, but that doesn't right. mean you apply it the same way. You know? So
4: No, absolutely. And I well, I think when you bring up the DJ stuff to me, that's like never losing that childlike uh, yeah, appreciation for exactly. something, right? Like exactly. like he that's was like a-, a fan. He was a fan. Yeah. First, you Absolutely. And there's something beautiful about that because money corrupts all at the end of the day, right? Like when you start making money off of your your passion, it does in a way taint it because you do have to be concerned with numbers. You do have to be concerned mm. with how things are, especially when you get in business with other people, right? If other people are investing their money into what you're doing, you want them to have a return on it because that means it was a successful project, right? Nobody yeah. wants to um, you know, fail in, in business and those things. And I think it's more difficult as an adult to begin to hold on to those things that bring you that childlike excitement to see somebody at that level. That success, you know, like you said, doesn't need to be there. Um, finding ways to still tap into the inner child of, of himself, you know?
5: Well, that's, that's part of it, though, right? I think, you know, for me, one, he has a wife and children. So mm-hmm. I think I think cons- the consumerism aspect and, and the profiting aspect of, like, your work, gets humbled a bit, right? Because it's yeah. not just like one, a throne of one, a home of one, and it's just, right. you know? But then there's a, but then you can also, you also purify your wins by providing platforms for the next, mm. you yeah. know? And I think that, I think you actually do end up seeing a lot of that with the certain people, you know, when they reach certain heights of an audience, when they reach certain heights of a platform, like, they end up giving this this sub genre a look like oh i'm I like you like West Side gun like got yeah. paid from Virgil for his song I, I, right. so it's like oh okay, we're like that's like a giving back that's a that's a pulling up that's a, sure. that a Theophilus London gets a capsule for his independent label right once again, oh yeah, I'm off white, but this is my man Theo, I think he's dope. Sure. we've been rocking forever, okay, let me. Let me help you get up here. Oh, okay. Like behind the scenes, let me make sure like, yeah, I know it's Preston and it's Denim Tears and stuff like that. But like his last post is the Denim Mm. Tears gene collaboration where it's like, once again, this is my man. I know I'm Louis Vuitton off white, but like as much as I'm going to receive that paycheck, no matter what, like he is once again, one of my other homies, like come on, here's my shit. You know what I mean? Rock with me. You know, because it's like at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, I know there's money. Yeah, I know there's profitability. Yeah, I know there's overheads that need to be like, you know, mad and whatever to sustain a business. But right. once you do get there, I think you start humbling yourself to the abundance that you're being blessed with by mm-hmm. making sure that, you know what I mean? Like you're you're tapping in and you're bringing light onto other people that are inspiring you and making and, and, and keeping you keeping you inspired and fueling you and have been there for your journey. And you know, that's just, that's just the way to do it, bro.
4: Nah, no, 100%. I mean, uh, yeah, that's, that's beautifully said. All right. So now it feels like a good time to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say,
0: No! My car! But what you really need to say is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, stay Farm is there.
4: All right, we are back, and let's switch gears a little bit, and and, and talk about some some things in the world of, of man, like just social justice issues, mm-hmm. um, and especially our, you know the Latin community. I mean, there was an article that came out, um, talking about how Latin drivers are, are being wrongfully profiled as white in traffic tickets, and and this was uh all as a result of a, an investigation that was recently done by um ProPublica, and they they determined that there's an underlying racial bias present in Louisiana state law enforcement. Um, And they're saying that officers are being accused of targeting Hispanic drivers in traffic stops and identifying them as white tickets. And then um, they're able to sort of not show their bias for targeting Latin drivers, essentially. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And they can still aggressively target Latin drivers, but it doesn't show up, uh, you know, on their, on their ticket, essentially. Um, And they're able to kind of get away with, with this kind of thing. And I think for me, when I hear stories like this, hey, it's obviously not a shocker, um, but but it also leads me to wonder. And it's the same thing with Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd and all these things. What happens with all the other stories and all the other things that are going on that aren't found out? You know what I mean? That the information doesn't leak, that there's not a video of somebody filming, um, you know, police officers doing wrongdoing, you know, or people in general like Ahmaud Aubrey. The only reason those people even went to uh, court was because the video leaked to the press. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like those dudes weren't charged initially. You know, so uh, whenever I hear stories like this, man, it just breaks my heart because I just think about all the ones that we're not hearing about as well. You know, um, and it continues to to, you know, kind of uh, show that we have so much racial injustice in this country. So much of it is ingrained in the fabric. You know what I'm saying? You will you'll hear a lot of people, um, you know, saying things like, well, why does everything have to be about race? And again, things like this point out the inner fabric of this country its institutions are in fact based upon race and and the way that you know they they criminalize a certain group of people and it's just a really really sad thing to think about
5: yeah i mean there's certain things that still exist in the constitution that are specific about race and and i think um it's tough because it's one of those things where you hope that everyone is on the same page enough where race stops having to be like a thing that you bring up as a fact, you know, when it comes to like different treatments in this country and different perspectives. And so it ends up like, you know, feeling exhausting that it's like the grand consciousness hasn't caught up yet. Like, yo, we're still like, you're still dividing people by race. Like you're still dividing people by like things that they didn't choose to be. Sure. You know? Right. And it's like, it, it's it's sad, but at the same time, I'd rather know my enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, so if things appear and, like you said, right, like what about the things that aren't being documented? There mm-hmm. is no social media, like, like, like proof of of its occurring or or, or mm-hmm. of its existence or whatever. Then maybe things would be better but it's kind of like well the incidents that do make its way out have a trickle down effect and eventually eventually does affect law eventually does Mm -hmm. affect local politics eventually does create some form of reform and if it isn't on a political stance it's at least in more of a the bigger piece of a pie is 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 now filled with more like, oh, there is a problem in here and we are all accountable to a certain extent. What can we do about this to correct this wrong? You know, Maybe that percentage of the general United States was 20% 60 years ago. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, now it's 30, now it's 40. Now maybe we're 50, right? I don't even know if we're 50, right? Maybe we're 50, right? But it's like, okay. But, but you need those moments though, because it's, you need them as blunt as possible. You need them as like literally biased as possible. Right. And you kind of need them sometimes as like ridiculous as possible, because Mm -hmm. when, when you do that, you remove space for like. Oh, well, do you really think, oh, they're just, oh, it's just facts being twisted again to serve the agenda of this racial divide in the country. And it's like sometimes when it's just obvious, like why, okay, if this is the driver, what's their background? What's their last name? What's their last name? Why are they being reported as white? Right. Okay. That's just pretty much, I mean, what else do you want me to do here? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, we're like, clearly we're just here to skew. Uh, skew the, the demographics of the people that we write tickets for, you know? Like, right, I don't know right. what else you want me to do. Like, that's that's as literal as you can get. And then and then it's like, oh, okay, bet. Well, there's the problem, and it's pretty clear. You know what I mean? And and unfortunately, you know, it's one of those things, though, dramas where we are speaking from an advantage um, of being raised, let's say, in, in New York, Jersey, mm-hmm. PA, LA, major cities. Mm-hmm are right. generally racially diverse they're generally sure. racially eclectic and especially when you get down to the south like the divide is instilled in great great grandparents on both sides and, right, bre- right. and hate just continues to breed hate where it's kind of like damn like how how do you educate people who have no context for a myriad of other races and backgrounds to Mm -hmm. eventually be contextualized as just as human being as you. It's difficult. It's why they say like the medicine for ignorance is traveling, you know? Yeah,
4: but I think for me, one thing I've noticed though is I think people are embracing being ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think to me, one thing I've seen, I mean, I'm blessed that I, you know, grew up basically splitting my time between New York City and then the suburbs, you know? But when I look at some of the people that I grew up, around and see some of the shit that they're co-signing essentially on their social media it's like you're, you're choosing to believe a certain thing because it's comfortable you know what i'm saying like it's more comfortable to believe that christopher columbus was a hero and that all the textbooks that we learned um you know from in school are real than it is to actually know the real truth about about you know what he did and and the nature of his character and all that kind of stuff you know so you have a lot of people who would rather believe the lie unfortunately um, because it, it's a lot more comfortable to them and, and actually something that they can uh you know bring back to all they that they were brought they were taught essentially right instead of having to be like yo my parents were misinformed you know what I'm saying maybe my parents were racist maybe they were teaching me that and I think that that's the the thing that scares me now because it's like all right we see the shit like the the George Floyd incident on tape right it's egregious there's really no need for it but you still got people trying to defend it and these are people that you know, Man, I've seen people in Jersey, you grew up 45 minutes outside of New York City, still making a case for this kind of stuff. And, you know, for me, it's been increasingly disappointing to see that pe- some people that I associated with throughout the course of my life have begun to take this stance. It almost feels like, man, it's like, who, who was this person? You know what I'm saying? Like, who was this person that I grew up with that I spent time with that I invested time into, um, you know, building relationships with? And that's what scares me about the country because there's so many cases like this that we're seeing that are blatantly obvious, but people are still t- finding a reason to um, believe in this old notion or deny it, essentially, you know? And that's where I'm like, all right, where the fuck is the good growth going to come from at that point? Because this is shit that's right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? It's like factual video evidence, yeah. all that.
5: I'm, I mean, I think to touch on that a little bit, what I've learned in my um, approach towards mm. idea sharing. And, uh, sure. and I say that specifically with, Let's say there's someone with you, by your side, and whatever to whatever extent. Right? Maybe it was yeah, by your side in high school, by your side in a colleague, whatever. Sure. Um, and and something pops up where there's a disagreement. I think as wrench, like gut wrenching as like their perspective may be. I mm. think I, I've taken the stance that everyone to themselves is right, right. Sure. And, and then so then what you have to contextualize is well, what information is brewing this perspective? What Mm -hmm. information is brewing and is creating the perspective to not have empathy for, let's say, George Floyd's life and and a documented murder? Okay, let's unpack that a bit. Not on some therapist, like as a homie, you know what I mean? Because anyone who, and, and what we end up having a lot of dramas is, we end up having a lot more of an attack on someone's perspective, as mm. opposed to conversations and and a, and a willingness to be open to why the other person thinks that way. And right. I think for me, I there was a point in time where you know I understood blatant war. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, nah, like here's a hundred bullets of facts. And then, mm-hmm. what happens? The other person also has a hundred
6: Sure.
5: right? right like right, right. they have this article, they have whatever. They don't know that this information was misinformation, or or reading, right. know that oh, this is actually misinformation. Damn, what are sure. you? Oh, oh, when I mean, when it comes down to it, what you're scared of is your neighborhood, or all of the people around who you were raised. All left, and the people who are moving in are all people of color. So now you hate black sure. people. Right. Right? And it's like, actually, what you have an attachment to is the embedding of racism in your Mm. neighborhoods, or you're affected by business. or you're affected by, you know, and a lot of people, I would say generally all of us have an aspect in our life where we're attached and we're hell bent on not changing. You know what I mean? Like, no, I am not going to change my stance on this and I'm not going to change it because I've said this publicly for 20 years.
2: Right. I've said right. this
5: publicly for 10 years, 15 years, the last right. five years. You know what? Last year I decided to say, fuck it. Throw my middle finger up. This is the mountain I stand on. And and he right. may ha- run into information with somebody like you speak to something, and you may drop a gem, and they're like, damn, that makes sense. Like, but that's completely opposite of what I've publicly said my sure. is. Right. right. And the like, is in
4: question at that point. Their word right, is in question. And now, at that now point.
5: it's like, oh, okay, I'm spineless if I change. So sure. now I have to keep fighting for the thought I publicly expressed. You know, right. and 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 I've 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 seen that in all scales of a person. You know what I mean? Sure. In society. You know what I'm saying? Like so then it's like, okay, but if you if we do have the empathy for that day, if we do have that moment, if it's somebody we actually rock. Rock with enough to disagree yeah. with and not hate each other after the after the conversation yo sure. what, what are the facts that you're basing this on bro right here are the facts that i'm looking at what are you yeah. what are you what are you worried about okay this is what i'm worried about what do you see as good okay this is what i see as good and then kind of like because i think only from then are you actually gonna have like genuine education as opposed sure. to like criticism and finger pointing which is automatically going to react in self-defense and right. brute force you know what i mean and you yeah. know obviously what we're speaking about is like it's bigger than this than than you know what i mean the, the article that came out but it is indicative of like at least it's ammo that seems like there's not many ways to flip this sure. so let's get literal here and how many things right. can we get literal about before we get to oh, you this opinion is the, your fact. This feeling right. has has turned into your fact, and yeah. and hopefully heal the world like that, you know. But that's that's me, you know.
4: <laughs> no, I mean I, I think that's I, I talked about this on a previous episode, but it's important mm-hmm. to humanize the people that you are in disagreement yeah. with right, right. because exactly. then you can ask. really yeah. start having the conversation you know what i'm saying like yeah. um you know you have to look at them as another human being who has emotions tied to what they're saying and what they're feeling and there's something there you know what i'm saying like you like you said as well um and when, when you begin to humanize them is when you can actually start to build uh upon thoughts and things like that
5: mm-hmm. yeah i generally look at people like they're zero to seven years old right like what happened to you between zero and seven? Because nice that's effect. the most impressionable time of your life, right? And it's not yeah. that, that that's yeah. not always the case, right? People definitely just flip to somebody else at fifteen, at twenty-one, whatever. But it's like, okay, you know, once again, like humanize you, like, yo, what th- these things were created, these things made sense, these thoughts like were implanted in your mind, and they were and they were contextualized by the reality that as you saw it around you and the information True. that you were being shown. So. You know, I try to go there. You know, besides yeah. before like seeing somebody as a complete, perfect thing that I'm in complete disagreement with. You know,
4: right? I mean, yeah. easier said than done, but but definitely Everything worth striving is, for. Though. You know what I right. mean? Right. Everything is easier said than done. You know, so of course,
2: word
5: up. I
4: mean, that's the fact. So I think one one last thing I want to touch on because I yeah, think it is important when it comes to man, just kind of the narrative. Um, and and from a male's perspective, is this whole thing with Chris Cuomo, who is the uh, CNN anchor who was brothers with Andrew Cuomo, who was the governor of um, New York before having to step down for um, you know, these the sexual uh, you know, allegations that, that he had against some of the, his co-workers and other women mm-hmm. uh, for sexual harassment. Um, now, CNN is actually going to indefinitely take Chris Cuomo off the air um, after some newly released evidence that were, was put out by the New York attorney general's office, which actually shows Chris Cuomo uh, texting members of his brother Andrew's team, um, giving advice, essentially, which he has admitted. And then there's also uh, texts out of a surface that actually show him uh, personally looking into specific accusers uh, essentially by name. Um, and, and this is an interesting conversation, I think, because one, one perspective that I saw um, was that, well, listen, that's family. That's his brother. That's what he should be doing. Right. Um, which I think the unevolved version of myself and, and the one that I've said this before is a, a product of um, toxic masculinity to a degree would agree with that. Right. But then when I really think about it and think about what this actually is, is it's another man trying to find a way to protect another important man from basically allowing a woman to share her story of trauma. Right. And and that's sadly far too common in this world that we live in. Right. Where rich, powerful men have for a very long time gotten away with things like this and and some more egregious. But there are so many cases that that don't even see the light of day or actually never spoken about publicly of women who have been sexually assaulted, sexually harassed, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the workplace or in dating life, whatever the case may be. And these things go underreported because of instances like this, you know what I'm saying? Where we sort of um, don't find a, we don't put any sort of emotion attached to their story, right? It's always the mm-hmm. other other side of it. Um, and it's like, I had to like check myself to a degree when I was watching because I saw somebody give that take and I was kind of like, yeah, I get it. It's his brother. And then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait we have to hold ourselves as a society to a higher standard, like family or not, you could still love them. You could still rock with them. Right. I'm not saying you throw them in the trash, but if they're involved with something as egregious as, as something like this, where a woman is feeling uncomfortable, is, ex- uh, you know, expressing allegations of sexual assault, like brother or not, like you have to answer for your actions at the end of the day, you know, and, and, um, and anything other than that breeds a culture where women don't feel like they can have their voices and their experiences heard.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's an, it's injustices versus who holds the power period right and then you know what i'm saying and it's like damn another example of it right it's it's touchy it's tough yeah it's tough to get your to get your mind correctly around what the best thing is i know one thing is just because someone is my kin by blood or by upbringing doesn't mm-hmm. mean i hold them to like doesn't mean I pretend like they're not flawed. You know what I mean? Sure. And doesn't mean I don't sure. have arguments with them. Doesn't mean I don't have disagreements with them. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean sometimes you don't rock with your cousins. for You know right. what I mean? Sometimes you right. don't rock with your siblings. Like, I know plenty. It's yeah. just like, nah, you know, right now, my brother right here, nah, nah. Like, he did this, da-da-da, the barbecue, like, sure. you know, but it changes when you have platforms. It changes right. when you have audiences. It changes when you have influence. It changes when you have staffing. It changes when you have, mm-hmm. you know, the upkeep of your financial life and whatever. And and to be honest, you know, removing, like, like changing this conversation, like treating them more metaphorically, because I don't know the mm-hmm. ins and outs of their life. But usually when you have pairings of things, of people, and you know it's a tight-knit group, and you yeah. hear about something comes out that is generally disagreed upon by society the people involved are normally not surprised by the thing about the person that they love coming out.
7: right sure, sure you know right. this
5: you know this person yeah. same thing right. with your cousin you'll be at thanksgiving yeah. your cousin says some shit and you're like bro you fucking kidding me right but if right, right. you're on tv and that person was a politician now it's like yeah. jesus bro like you know right. i already knew you were a dickhead about how you thought about turkey right but it's right, like right. now you gotta have a platform now like you know what i mean now there's all this social social like like data around it and now you put right. me in the position where i have to react publicly or not right. so i think the only thing i can consider in the situation um uh, that tends to both that is that contextualizes properly this is my brother at the end of the day but mm-hmm. also contextualizes i'm a person of influence he is a person of influence the deed is wrong no matter how we try to flip it is what's the accountability being taken and if Mm -hmm. it's my brother i would use my blood brother or not i would use my platform to whatever way i can react you know because first we have to collect ourselves we i think we live we think human emotions and 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 knowledge processing works as fast as uh, you know, an, uh, when you type in www dot and then you get the right. you know, we, we all think everything runs at uh, uh at browser speed, you know what I'm saying? Sure, it's like, yo, like we're not the human brain is not modems with internet access, like it takes time to like process, you know, so right, the one is that, but for me, I've always looked at it like, yo, yes, this is wrong, yes, this is like, or let's address all of the facts because then if not, mm-hmm. you end up having situations like this where
6: right.
5: it seems to be like. like i'm sure he's not uh in disagreement with it being a wrongful act right i'm sure he doesn't agree with his behavior to a certain extent but it's like okay but now you put yourself in a position where you depict yourself as such and 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 and, and you 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 depict yourself as essentially being heart heart heartless towards a victim where you know Mm -hmm. i think all of us need accountability with each other even as men right like if i have my wife with me like, and and you split and you break bread with me at dinner yeah. and you come over to my crib and we can share a drink and share a laugh. Yo, when yeah. we go to the club, you should stop me if you know I'm not a cheating man and I love my wife and my family, right? It's kind of like, right. yo, like our homies, we check each other for that kind of stuff, right? Like, yo, right. because I have to look out for you before you commit the act. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, I have right. to be accountable for you before you do it. And then after you do it, it's like, yo, I got to, I got to help you pay for your sins, which you kind of now, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, because at the end of the day, like, that should be the responsibility of someone who actually loves you, not just for your blood bomb, but loves you for the version of you tomorrow. You know, so, so once again, yeah, I don't know what their dynamic is. Obviously we have what's in public, you know, they make fun of each other and get an interview and it's like, oh my God, yeah, we're brothers. But right, like, like on some like blood on some, you know, upholding a family. It's 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 much more difficult and very few percentage of people actually knows what it feels like to have your family on display, your platform Mm -hmm. on display, and a problem now for the world to judge, right? Right. Like like if all of us went through that, I think we'd all generally have a little bit more empathy. So that's like the approach I like to take, where it's like, what I would do is that like, yo, my brother, it's time to speak up. It's time to, you know, I'm gonna I'll help you go through this, I'll help you process this emotionally, I'll help you in whatever way you can, in whatever ways I can um, protect your sanity for later. But we have to rectify this now and address the issues that were done and and, and create that space for understanding on all sides. Like, yo, how can we prevent this from happening with your influence too? And obviously, at the end of the day, because this isn't even about the Cuomo's, this is about the Mm. victims at the end of the day. Like, what steps can you take? Because that's where it comes from, right? It's not for the platform, it's not for the media. What steps do you take even, even if it's just listening? What what is paying your price to that person? What is paying the price to the people who you made feel uncomfortable or and further on? You know what I mean? Because that's who is really wit about at the end of the day, not who's more famous. So yeah, man, it's it's a lot. Yo, you asking me things and it's like I'll be you know what I mean? But I, I really, you know, that that's just how I that's just how I seem to see things at at this point, you
4: know. No, nah, I mean, I, I think that makes that makes perfect sense. I think, yeah, the the thing with him was like he was basically looking tra- into things to try to find ways to poke holes in these women's stories you know and that's it's where it's like that. bro what yeah like nah you like, love you're, love you're not then you're not like, holding bro. accountability at that exactly. point you know what yeah. i'm saying um, and that's what it is I it's think, like yeah you're doing yeah. it out of
5: brotherly love but it's like you know right. what you're actually doing is what systemically has been going on
4: yeah and i think that's a great uh also point to bring up where you're talking about your friends and checking each other and and because Bro, in our culture, like with men, they would celebrate that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to go out and, uh, you know, I mean, I've been on a number of different bachelor parties and things mm-hmm. like that where people have had missteps and that shit is celebrated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than your friends holding you accountable and be like, yo, that's whack. You have somebody mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. And then you're putting me in a position to now be basically aiding and abetting, uh, you know, this situation, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. Um so I think, think that's a great, a great point, you know, that like this, we need to have this evolution, you know, of of self-accountability amongst each other as men as well within our own groups. Before and, you even
5: get to those points, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Before you even absolutely. get there, because that's what it is. It's like, it's like you realize if you want to change something about your life, it mm-hmm. it, it isn't always about the impulse urge once it's in front of you. It's about yeah. the, it's all the steps before that that have to be changed too, right? So if you have a candy addiction like
7: mm-hmm. you
5: and you know the Haribo store is right there and you know right. yourself if you make that left and you yeah. get out and you get to the register right. you're not just going to look around, right? Sure. Make the right, you know what I mean? Right. Make the don't even put yourself in a position where you where you may mess up, you know? And yeah. and do your That's best right. to like, you know, heed to the people around you who and try to keep people around you who love you for to your tomorrow version. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's actual, actual love the right there. You know? Yeah, that's actual love, you know. So that's how I kinda like, you know, do my best to model my actions and my thinking and, and, and the people around me, you know. I actually love people who like, you know, are willing to go there.
4: Like, yeah, I'll embarrass you for the moment, but because right. I love
5: what's I love this what's sacred about this now mm-hmm. about you, you know, so
4: no, that's a fact. You never, you know, having a bunch of yes people around you rarely gets you, no, um, yeah. you know, anywhere good at the end of the day. Um, I mean, let's let's uh, I want to celebrate some some somebody from our community. So I want to do, you know, we've been talking about a lot of heavy stuff. So I want to talk about somebody who's doing amazing things in their craft. Uh, we'll do that in our me this segment. But first, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When something happens to your car, you might say, All right, so let's quickly get to this, um, some good stuff. I mean, he he just keeps doing it. So Spotify, we've been seeing this on our uh, like, I'm sure on everybody's Instagram story, their year recapped. Um, so Spotify revealed today um, that the number one artist globally on their platform for the second year in a row with nine point one billion streams this year is bad bunny man which is a uh, a beautiful thing and yeah, then they they crazy. even broke down though like so according to spotify over 870 million users have listened to at least one latin song in the past year and over 20.4 billion latin songs were streamed last month alone um and, wow. and and they say that when it comes to genres eight latin music genres made it to the top 50 uh, most streamed globally, which includes uh, Latin at number 11, Reggaeton at number 29, Regional Mexican at number 36, and Corridos uh, at number 42, man. So just crazy to see this, like, you know, our culture uh, musically just being so received globally. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and obviously Bad Bunny is a, a huge part of that.
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, you just said 20.4 billion streams. Hmm. And he gets 9.1. So he has, so of the 20.4 billion streams right. the live music generated, he's responsible and involved in half of that. Right. Right. So for me, you know, <laughs> honestly, 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 what it shows me, and mind you, like, I'm from speaking from the artist side, right? Sure. And, and knowing how Spotify equates these things, it doesn't mean. 9.14 billion streams have accrued, been accrued by Bad Bunny as the solo, primary sure. only artist.
2: Right. Right.
5: It means songs that he's on, period. This is how many streams he gets, right? Yeah. So, what I think it's a win for is what the success of Atlanta was birthed on, mm-hmm. the success of what. New York hip hop when it was when it was first dominating with the West Coast when it had its moments.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: It's
5: collaboration. Yeah. It's being able to be aware of not only yourself, but your peer group. Yep. It's being able to work with the people who are above you, knowing to work with you, your peers, making sure you're documenting history with wave files and performances and music videos. Yep. And and, and shining a light on those coming up as well and making sure that they're being included all with the perspective of you're genuinely inspired by them into some capacity and are and you know i mean are interested in working and creating something right because if when it's just transactional then it's just whack but bad bunny i think is like he's the prime example of that and i think Man, it's just ill to see. It's just I don't. What do we do, bro? Like, right. come on, this is two years in a row. Yeah, you know, he's his own spirit. We probably have like two other episodes at least that we've done with. Yeah, him <laughs> and give him his flowers, right? Yep. So it's just kind of like all it ends up doing is giving me more ammo for the perspectives that I've already held. Sure. You know, and 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 obviously as like as a Latin artist, I think it's just an, it's just it's it's awe inspiring in general because it's somebody who you see genuinely doing their best to like make it about the music mm-hmm. having fun expressing oneself no matter what judgment may come from it and honestly if we're keeping it a stack like that's it yeah like there's no viral drunk moment where he punched somebody in the face right you know what i mean he doesn't go on Insta- he didn't go on instagram live drunk and yeah. like cursed out 10 to get thrown artist right he didn't go on real quick and showed his gun and played a diss track in right. the back right so that's yeah then, so so then what you're also doing is becoming a beacon for working on your talent, working yep. on your craft, yep, loving what it is that you do, genuinely representing something uplifting frequency wise. Sure. And, and and keeping your personal life sacred and out of the public's life. Right. You don't gotta do none of that. Just be a creative, be your art, live it, and you can be sane, you know. As much as as much as we hope he is right, but he, yeah. it seems like he's doing a good job at keeping God and his family and himself aligned. You know, so yeah. it's honest it's, it's it's actually for me that's what I'm translating. You know what mm. I mean? Like, besides, because I'm already past the he deserves to be the, one of the greatest, and right. whatever. Like, he has right. a wax statue already. You know what I'm saying? Right? Uh, 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 Madame Tussauds on Forty Second Street. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's mad early, right? Right. In context for like what what you got to do to get there, and sure. it's like. So, so right now what I'm looking at it is he's a leader for that to me, you know? And yeah. you know, for me, like no matter how gritty or whatever emotion I'm displaying as an artist, I try to do my best to like upkeep that light, to preserve the light that mm-hmm. is the essence in general to like what Radimus is an artist. And I think True. he does different, different, he represents that in a different landscape musically, but it's that too. So, you yeah. know.
4: I, think that's a, I never actually even thought about it from that perspective of like, homie did it keeping his nose clean. You know what I mean? Like it just drops records, bro. Right. Right. It, it, he's like the Obama of music. You know what I'm saying? Like clean, no controversy. Like it, it's interesting. And no like celebrity dating life that like keeps him in the public press like that. You know what I mean? Like,
5: I mean, even think the way the that, right. He came out as like, raunchy, violent, it all still felt more art-based than it was, like, his personal belief. Right. But think about the route in which he's going, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, like, it's more, you know, it's more, more. obviously he's always been um, emotionally available when it comes to the music, but it's like, it's not as much of the machismo. Right. It's not as much about the violence. It's not as much about the street connections, which we all know is a part of his, like, you know what I'm saying? As it is, to, for all of us, to some capacity, but right. it's like he's redacting from that a lot, and it's yeah. actually just becoming like you know, yeah, man, nah, it's uh it, That's what I'm looking at the spiritual progression of Bad Bunny and, sure. and the upkeep of like representing at the end something positive you know what i'm saying and 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 you gotta applaud that you know
4: nah i mean that that, that's a fact i mean shout out to him obviously you know with with all his experimentation and pushing the genre forward Mm -hmm. i mean let's now get into you bro because i mean you know you got the the new project out you're one for pushing yourself to try different things which is something i've always respected about you as an artist i mean so the the new project is every bad day has has good news um and and it's dope man i think the one thing i appreciate about our relationship is that mm. aside from fucking with Radom is the man, I also fuck with Radom is the artist. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's yeah. dope that when you can, you know, when you you can actually really genuinely enjoy and celebrate the people around you's craft, you know what I'm saying? Because you can see the work they've put into it and it's uh, resulting in amazing things. So first and foremost, you know, I, I salute you and give you your roses for another dope project that I genuinely enjoy just as a fan of music. Um, yeah. And, and, and I love always the messaging though. I mean, I, even just the, the title, every every Mm -hmm. bad day has good news man let's just kind of start there um you know when it talks to why that was so important for you to portray that as the project's title
5: well it was uh i appreciate what you said by the way um it was uh it was a title for a song that i had i think in 2016 um and it was originally the intro song to Nothing Changes and Nothing Changes, mm-hmm. um which came out in twenty nineteen, right? Um, but that song that song was always like it was dope, you know what I mean? And I definitely had like my friends around me, especially my coworkers at opening ceremony at the time, were like, right, we were bob to it. But it eventually didn't make it to like you know coming out, right? And I took some of those lines, whatever. But the, that title was always like, man, that's such a crazy title, like. Sure. And I think as artists, I know as artists, we're prophetic. Um, we're prophetic not only to the the mental state of the masses that listen to us, but we speak life into ourselves as well. Mm. You know? And for me, when it comes to my messaging, when it comes to how I'm building myself for the future, not just analyzing myself in the moment, Right. I always do my best when I have that clear space of like, ooh, that's a perspective that's worth holding on to. Ooh, mm. that's a that's that's a gem that I may need later. Sure. I also put that in my own music for myself. Sure. I do my best to have my music represent tidbits of information that are good for the people who are work work walking, let's say the hero's journey right. by Joseph Campbell. Yeah. Like I really treat my music like that.
4: Um, but it sounds think, like you almost make it for yourself as well, though, like a reminder I, and for also yourself.
5: Doing it for my, yeah, because because at some point, and we all have that, we have sure. moments of clarity. Sure. We have moments of epiphany. Right. We have realizations. Sure. Sometimes those things in, are embedded in changes for life. Right. Sometimes they just work for two days. Right, right. Sometimes they just work for a week. Right. You know what I mean? The shit that you know, and then you're like, you go back to whatever, and then you're like, damn, all right, whatever. You know, so yeah. it's like, for me, I have the privilege and the responsibility of being a writer so i'm Mm -hmm. like i get to put that in a rap and i get to record it and i get to put it out now it's documented this way of thought you know so i say all that to say by the time i get to and every bad day has good news in this moment Mm -hmm. i think once you're really a part of your journey Mm -hmm. once you're really in tune with whatever this path is of you as an artist because that's the thing as a Uh, my blessing is that in many ways, I've only ascended. You know what I'm saying? Like It's only been closer and closer to the ideal, but in in reality, it's it's been less and less walls between me and God. And one of the biggest things that I learned through that was mastery over your emotions. Mm -hmm. And mastery over your emotions is also mastery over your perspective. So when I say every bad day has good news, I can also say every good day has bad Sure. But that's not what I'd rather you focus on. Right, right. I learned, oh, okay, even in times of trepidation, even in times of turmoil, um, what's the good thing that happened today? Let me actually focus on that because right. realistically, I already know everything that's on fire, you know what I sure. mean? And we're already tending to all of that. But if I only emotionally involve myself with those things, I'm gonna miss out on a lot of gems. Jam- I'm going to miss out on a lot of opportunities to balance my emotional range. I'm going to miss out on a lot of opportunities where, wait, that was, wait, who liked my photo? Right. Who did my manager just text me and say, rocked with the album, literally. Right. Yeah. Who, wait, who followed me on the Twitter? Yo, what, what idea actually got moved to phase three? Sure. You know what I'm saying? That I've been waiting on. And it's like, oh damn, it happened on, you know? And, and so, I'm just being, you know, that's my life. Right. So I was like, yo, this is what I'm on. I need everybody to be on. And essentially, like, that's how the project plays out. It starts off with the price, which mm-hmm. is just like, you know, the price of a life so hefty, the price of the ice is heavier. Yeah. You know what I mean? And talking about that. And then Ash Wednesday's Dragon Docio and the Beautiful Man. I like, I kind of got it together. And then I still end on, like, oh, whatever. And then I end on Be What You Want in Life. You know what I'm saying? Which I'm literally like saying, Be what you want in life. Like, be be now the person that you want to be. You know right. what I mean? Stop waiting for all of these other things. Like, it's like they say, like, uh, um, pretending to be brave is the exact same thing as bravery. Sure, You understand what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, you know, that's, that's just, that's just the information that's been seeming the most important to me. And, and that's just kind of where I've been at in my life. And, and I just hope it helps people, bro. It feels special. It feels, it feels like it feels mythical, you know?
4: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day you're talking about gratitude, right? Which is so incredibly important, you know, mm-hmm. um being able to find the gratitude in the ups and downs of life. And and one of those things I wanted to talk to you about was one thing that I I feel like I relate to so much with you, um obviously not so much on a musical journey, but just as far as uh my sort of passion and commitment to portraying my message, you know, and not deviating from it. I know you've talked about this in records where people um will criticize the fact that you know you kind of uh, embody this New York sound, right? This 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 golden era of hip hop, and people will try to say it sounds dated, right? I, I think you have a record where you talk about that's what A an and R told told uh, somebody, right? Um, but you also, but you have this line in One World where you say, uh, "Only way I want to get rich is making real shit," right? So it's mm-hmm. this this dedication to I'm not going to worry about what is trendy, what is of the moment. What people are telling me, I need to sound like I need to to win on my own way, creating something that I truly believe in. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of want to just talk about that mindset a little bit because it's really difficult to maintain that level of confidence in yourself at all times. Right. And to continue on that journey when you could easily maybe make a couple of changes and give up a piece of yourself and find a quicker path to success. Right. So I want to kind of talk about taking that long game.
5: Here's 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 the soundbite. Here's what I post on my Instagram. Yeah. Very off, very few times, but also very often, I get spoken to directly.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Right? And I don't forget those moments. Mm-hmm. There's advice I can forget. There's, you know, an interview clip that really motivated me. And I'm like, sure. there was one time I was, and I've told this story to some friends know it. There was one time where I was just very tough for me to get some sleep. It yeah. was very difficult and... I, I was very restless and I was waking up a lot in the middle of the night or whatever. One time I had a dream and I essentially, it was chaotic. It was, it, it was an embodiment of the stress at the moment. Mm. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I got out of bed. And it's as if I physically got hit, like injected, like mm. it was a physical matter and I got injected. Words from God saying Mm. the pain of receiving what is truly yours Mm. before your time and losing it Mm. is worse than the pain it takes to get ready to receive what is truly yours Mm. and be able to enjoy it for the rest of your life. Mm. Right. And then it felt like everyone who's ever loved me in my life said happy birthday. Mm. And then I just fell asleep. Yeah, and I think when I when I got hit with that, I was like, "Never again will I." I have to detach myself from time constraints. I have sure. to detach myself from false deadlines based on comparisons of other people's journeys. Sure. I have to detach myself on what accolades are real mm-hmm. and what accolades are only based on the people around me or how I view the world. Right. right. I would always go on Wikipedia and look up people's ages and what they had done by the year that I was born at the time. Same here, actually. And usually make myself feel bad. Right. Not even make myself feel good. Few times was it like, oh yeah, I was ill. right. Usually you I just get depressed off of that. Absolutely. So then I learned like so when I received that beautiful gem, I was like, damn, if something truly is meant for you and you received it before you could handle it, Mm. the pain of the pain of losing it for the rest of your life is worse Mm -hmm. than just preparing to receive it forever. I was like, as frustrated as I can get, as annoyed as I can get sometimes, sometimes I text my manager or my girl, I blow up or something like, because I think I keep a, I keep a good face, you know what I'm saying, To the public, but I I bug out, you know what I mean? But as much, as much as, as much as I feel those inclinations and I feel those feelings, right? I, in my spirit though, I'm like, At the end of the day, you're getting there. At the end of the day, you're closer. At the end of the day, you're realer. And the things that you're putting out are closer to your spirit than Mm. they were before. So when it comes to that line, I only want to get rich, kicking real shit. I want to be able to enjoy my abundance.
2: Sure. I don't
5: want to be a slave to it. I don't want to be embarrassed by it because I knew the thing that got me the house and paid off my mother's rent Mm -hmm. is some shit that I know bothers me. It's some shit that I know I gave to the devil instead of God. You know what I'm saying? Like metaphorically speaking, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know like now I want to put out something that I know is to uplift. I know is to do good for humanity, period. Mm -hmm. That's how Mm -hmm. I just view it. Because I think all of us actually have that accountability. It just differs in scales. Platforms and times in which it's highlighted, right? but so we all have that accountability. So that's how I view it, and honestly, that's how I rock. You know, one the many.
4: Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that I think you and I share like a kinship too, because I think for me, in the industry that I'm in, I've also witnessed people giving up a part of themselves to find that success, right? And it was always so obvious to me, like you know how just disappointing that is. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, and and for me seeing that and not wanting to ever recreate that, you know what I mean? Not wanting to have to, and that obviously that comes with growth because when I was first getting in there, it's like, yo, I, I just want to get there. I want to get there. I want to get to this goal, right? But then recognizing the importance of achieving, you know, success, but doing it in a way where I don't feel like I had to sell myself off to somebody else or somebody uh, else's idea of who I should be. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. is is far more important. You know, I and I, I even say like, you know, as much as I'm striving for bigger goals right now and all these different things, mm-hmm. God forbid if it never gets any bigger than this moment right now, like this is the most money I'll ever make, the biggest house I'll ever live in, all of that. I'm okay with that because I'm knowing I'm doing it my way, right? I'm 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 mm. giving people the authentic version of myself. I am doing the work that I deem to be incredibly important. I'm not I'm not watering it down for anybody. And that's far yeah. superior to any level of material success that somebody could throw at me any sort of celebrity that they could throw at you you know and and obviously that's incredibly difficult to to kind of be able to wrap your brain around when it comes to the temptations of life but i'm a firm believer also that like you know when you talk about giving yourself to the devil metaphorically like i think that mm-hmm. you know once once you get touched by that that stain stays on you forever essentially right like you gave yeah. up a part of yourself that that is really difficult to kind of um get back from you know once once you lose that i feel like
5: yeah and and you know don't get me wrong i feel like people can rectify Uh, their actions made on earth while still on earth right but for me i've just always tried my path Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean right it doesn't mean sell out to everyone's definition sure yeah because to some people you may be a sellout right now because you got a podcast and you're on the act on your mac and you're distributing it and people you know it's it's not to anyone except for because, of, like we said earlier, everything on this earth is is an exchange.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: You're not going to, you're not going to receive money and not have to pay taxes, go to the bank, right. have an accountant, invest it for later, deal with inflation, right? It's still going to be an exchange. Yeah, but still, you're not going to put out music without the exchange of oh, this completely got sure shit it on by X, Y, and Z person and right. this person's view and perspective of my career completely is opposite of what I view, right? So it's like. I'm not here to make nobody happy. I'm not here to fulfill anybody's idea of what keeping it real is. Right. What, what we're speaking of is the essence of the work. Sure. The intention of right. waking up every single day. The the covering the most ground that you can with what you think is the best of you. Sure. And mo- you know what I'm saying? And And, and honest of you right. to hopefully inspire the next person to live at least a little bit wiser, a little bit earlier than you did. Yeah, no, you know what I mean, absolutely. and 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 that's what it is. However, so it's like even with you with this with the crib and your moment now, it's like it's not even if this is the end all be all. It's more so like I'm present.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: I can't treat it like next time is going to be higher or right. lower. It's like now, where am I at now? Okay, this is what I got. So this is what I'm going to make the best out of. Mm-hmm. And essentially, essentially, from a mansion, from a penthouse, from a one bedroom studio from your homie's couch, mm-hmm. that's all you're ever going to be doing anyway. Mm-hmm. The scale of the home that you live in, your Rolodex, the relationships that you keep, the platform you have, as varying as those sizes are going to be, it's still going to require you to be the best version of yourself in that moment. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah. I, I mean, last thing I want to I touch on, um, a line from Ash Wednesday. And um, first you say, uh, if you leave it up to them, they'll never let you eat. And then you also say, keep that humble shit off the Internet. So I'm, I'm yeah. curious the meaning behind that, especially the keep that, that humble shit off the Internet uh, one.
5: At the end of the day, the Internet is a caricature of you, no matter mm. how much you attempt to, like, showcase it as the pure. Sure. look, This is me with no haircut. This is me with a haircut. <laughs> right, this, right. This, this, I'm just chilling today. at the end of the day. You're choosing mm. what version of you is being shown. You're yeah, choosing. it's all a choice you sure. do not have a live on 24 hours a day yeah and i learned and i actually got that from my man josh uh who runs a brand called rebels to dons he was like yo mm. at the end of the day for the internet for the people who who only have that to go off of anyway mm-hmm. flex yeah. life is too short let right. your spirit in person do the explaining Let the context of your work showcase your spirit. Let Mm -hmm. the subject matter, let the people you put on, let the projects you attach yourself to, let that do all of the contextualizing of like how full you are with you and your relationship with God and your relationship with the world and your relationship Mm -hmm. with people on a one-on-one basis. Let all of those circumstances and settings fill in the rest. The internet, you flex. Because no because no one cares. You're, we are not there. You know what I'm saying? Like, people yeah. are, Like, there's a reason why Hope goes to Brooklyn Nets game. Because he knows right. hey, this is where y'all going to see me. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. I'm going to just be here. There's a reason why you have the Rock Nation brunch. There's a mm-hmm. reason why you have award ceremonies. There's a reason why you have the Grammys and the Oscars. There's a reason why you have a fashion week and people care about being in the front row. It doesn't mean those people are bad. It just sure. means I know how media is set up. I yeah. know how the consumption of meat. Is set up when it comes to algorithms and platforms and the way we you you're engaging with my content. So it's like I right, you know what I'm I'm full enough you know what I'm saying I'm I'm I'm, I'm self aware enough. Okay, I'll take some pictures with people. I'll take some pictures of my outfits. I'll sure. post where I'm at. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna give it to y'all because for me, for a long time, I stayed away from it, and to the sure. end, to, to a certain extent, I still kind of have the same um perspective because for me, it was always like I never want to uh falsify my relationships with people I run into it's like right. completely like rapper runs into another rapper outside of a restaurant takes the picture and yeah. it's like yo we working it's yeah,
2: like, yeah the no, homie yeah <laughs> right you
5: just ran into him at a restaurant and right, that's right, it right, you know what I mean yeah. so for me I'm kind of just and then people also tell me that shit they're like yo rad like you need to show your life more like people mm. like what do you you know what i'm saying like they're like yo you look look at your life look at the spaces you be in look at and it's like you know what like i'm not that good at going on live you know what i yeah. mean and just spacing. like i'd rather stuff like this where i just talk and you know what i mean I Actually right, have right. a conversation for somebody to get into but then but it was also like damn like i have i am comfortable showing y'all you know this painting i'm sitting with or this is my mm-hmm. real homie okay I can, I can show us like it's just always been a very like weird relationship i have with social media with the with the with the years prior yeah, yeah. where now i'm just like it's not that serious
4: right right well i, I think entertainment
5: yeah I used. i am right. used that's what it really is because mm. my post with my girl yeah get and and, and me holding a baby or something mm. or my diploma gets right. more likes than my album covers and when i have release dates sure so it already shows like, yo, this is news to y'all. At the end of the day, whether you love me, not connecting, it's like you're going to listen to it. If part of why you signed up to this new subscription is my music, sure. then you're going to receive it. But a lot of people, it's like they don't even want you to promote your music. They and right. It's just like, who are you? You know what I mean? So I'm like, all right, I got gotcha. you.
4: You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think yeah, I, I struggle with this too, and I, I I get what you're saying, but I think you're right because I think that, regardless of how pure the message you're trying to get out there, how helpful it is, people also need to get, have a reason to give a fuck, right? Because there's a what lot is, of people. People want to
5: know my sneakers, bro. It just, right. I posted like a bunch of shoes I had. I got like right. thousands of views on my stories. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, right. but it's but, like, you know, for the outside world, they don't know that this is me. So it's like, you're right. Yeah. You know, I don't well, like to a,
4: a lot uh, There's a legitimacy that it adds to it, I think. Or there's like, um, I want to know why I can relate to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's what it is. Right, exactly. So it's like, oh yeah. shit, like he's a sneakerhead and he's talking about Joseph Campbell. I'm not hip to Joseph Campbell, but I fuck with right. sneakers. So yeah, now I'm, it's like, you know what? Maybe I should open my mind up to that a little uh, bit. You know, it's uh, kind of like, you know, a doctor with, with like, a degree and, like, you want to know about, you know, their history if you're going under some sort of, like, certain procedure, right? Like, what's the referral? What is their track record with with doing this type of thing? So, yeah, I think that it's important. It's like how
5: people think I'm bigger because I showed up in a Big Sean video or a blast performance, right? It's like, bro, I had Ash Wednesday in One World the whole time, right? It's like, (laughs) I think, but it's like, for people it just looks like, like, the optics are like, oh, shit, okay. And it's like, maybe they're right, though, to a certain extent. So, it's I'm just kind of like, Allowing that grace and 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 I learned a while ago, right? Like people's perceptions of your success is always gonna be here, and the Mm -hmm. reality of where you're at is here. But the higher people's perceptions of you are is, usually the higher the reality of you is too. So I'm also like on some like on some mental shit, I'm also Mm -hmm. allowing people to think highly of me.
4: Sure. Yeah, there's a warning that has to comes from
5: anyway, exactly. If if uh, if 100,000 people all think you're next to blow, then now yeah. you got 100,000 more people expecting you to hit the next level, which right. it all comes from the mind anyway. And that's where we take taking the dramas.
4: Right. <laughs> which I, I, I love it, bro. I love it. So you listen, know? man, Um, always good catching up with you. Obviously, the project is out everywhere right now. Every bad day has good news. Anything else people should be tapping into on the lookout for? And I know you're always big on the music videos and everything like that, the visual aspect. So, I mean, what, what's in the works?
5: Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not even interested in music videos right now. Mm. I'm not interested in merch right now, if I'm being honest. Sure. I'm
4: like,
5: I am like, I just want to make sure that if people are paying something from me with my name on it, it's not yeah. following a routine. Mm. Um, it's actually something that I'm passionate about doing. You know what sure. I mean? So Recently, obviously, we did a Nothing Changes book. But now we just did the new book, Life Before, which I was able to contribute to mm. Paradigm Publishing and Adidas. You know what I'm saying? We made music for that. My lyrics mm. are in there, modeled for all of that. So if people want to support Life Before. Definitely cop that. Um, and I have I have some beautiful things I've been working on. We'll definitely talk about it, whether here or just talk yeah. about it, you know, when it when it comes to be. Um uh, it's been, it's been tough. It's like one of the hardest things I've actually been doing my best to like glue, you know, for like over like a year and a half now. So we'll, and we'll see, you know, but, but you know, God is good. And I think I've also learned like, um, whether something happens or not, I've also learned like it just coming into like your mind frame as a potential is already showcasing like you're getting there, you know? So
4: yeah. um, It keeps that energy alive.
5: Yeah. Yeah. It's like you you know. but yeah, nah, buy life before I have mad music out. If you got to if you got to this point in the interview, man, <laughs> you know
4: yeah. You got <laughs> you, you owe me a, a couple of streams at this point. Come on, you, you know it. what I mean? Like yo, run that <laughs>
5: up, you know. If you can buy it, it like like for you to buy my project, you, you're giving me what it would take for you to listen to it one thousand five hundred times. Mm. So if you want to just give me that real quick and then yeah. just stream it after you do that. But at the end of the day, you know. You know what it is.
4: Absolutely. My dude, uh, what's the social media again? Uh for R A D A M
5: I Z. Everywhere. You could Wikipedia that, Google that, you'll find everything you need.
4: Beautiful, beautiful. All right, brother. Well, listen, man. Always good getting to to catch up with you. It's been way too long, man. I'm I'm incredibly proud of you both personally and professionally. So good. We're a part doing, of this
5: journey together. It's the same thing with you, man. I know how Absolutely. hard it is to do stuff, bro. I'm seeing you consistently uh re-retransform yourself, recontextualize what spaces you're fitting into and and making sure that. Whatever that future platform is, is actually indicative of what you want to be anyway. So, Mm. bro. you know, this is this is what it looks like. It's the hard work.
4: Absolutely. I appreciate you, my dude. Listen, I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Love. Always good to catch up with my guy Radamiz. And I don't just say this. He really is an incredible artist. Everybody I've shown his stuff to is always blown away by it. So I definitely, definitely highly recommend you checking that out. Uh, and now let's get y'all's opinion on one of those uh, hot topics that we were talking about earlier on in the show. And we'll do it in our Ask a Gringo segment.
6: Ask a Gringo.
4: <sighs> I have a question. All right. So for the question for this episode's Ask a Gringo segment, uh, I thought it'd be interesting to base it off of this whole conversation about Chris Cuomo, and family and how far you would or should go for families. So I'm going to read a couple here. Um, and my question basically was uh, for people, do you have your family's back through anything or where do you draw the line? I love this one right here. Uh, at J underscore fro 90 said, I draw the line. I'm not risking my empire crumbling because you can't act right. I'd still support though, but smart. And I, I think that's a great, a great way to look at it. I mean, like I said in my conversation with Radim is I, I think you can say, listen, I love you. I am here for you. Um, You know, I, I support you as a human being, but you also have to answer for your actions at the end of the day. Right. And, and now look at Chris Cuomo, you know, and the mess he's gotten himself in. And listen, I'm sure he has money put away. I'm sure he made a, a good amount of money. Uh, you know, doing his his uh thing with CNN and everything else that comes along with it. But his whole livelihood is fucked up. And now because of getting involved in this, he's also become a huge part of his brother's problem and now is thrown in the shitstorm of it all. And I know for a lot of people, it's also he had his own um sort of allegations, not as severe as his brother, but certain allegations from an old producer uh, of his, if I'm not mistaken. But Um, regardless, he was still on the air, had a job and then decided to get in the middle of his brother's business. And now he is suspended indefinitely. And who knows, probably permanently when it's all said and done. I like this one from at Akiko Diedra.GW said it would depend on the situation. I'm a firm believer in taking responsibility for your own actions. Uh, Yeah. And I think that's kind of the exact sentiment that I'm talking about here. You know, I think that we all have a choice, right? We all make choices in this life. And good or bad, there is always going to be an effect uh, as a result of the choices that we decide to make. And as grown as adults, we have to answer for for said choices, you know, and, and, and take responsibility for them. All right. Last one to read. I, I like this one at vaguely defined said uh, so far. I had the backs to everything unless it harms them or others. And I think this is kind of a, a good way to draw a line in the sand, right? Like when you're talking about, um, I mean, listen, we've all done stupid shit. We've all needed to kind of be bailed out of certain situations, um, you know, in, in our lives. I'm sure, you know, I know I definitely have uh, had to have had people, you know, back me up through certain things and help get me out of certain situations. But when we're talking about something like this, where his brother was really abusing his power and. Um, sexually harassing women and essentially what your actions are trying to get people to uh, not believe these women. Right. There's a, a certain text that had come through from them basically uh, saying he might have a lead on one of the women. Essentially, they're trying to find ways to discredit these women and discredit their stories and essentially stop them from either sharing their stories or stop people from believing their stories. And that's just uh, disgusting abuse of power at the end of the day. Um, and like I said with Radims, especially when you're talking about how many of these cases either go unreported or people just don't actually take any action um, against them because of this kind of male-driven society that we live in. And with things like this, I think, you know, this is where you would have to draw the line. It's something that obviously has harmed other people and your involvement and and trying to take the attention away from your brother only continues to to push that harm and that further trauma on, on somebody else. So. Uh, yeah, I think this is for me personally Where I would, I would draw a line I definitely agree with your sentiment there And with that said Thank y'all so much for participating At DJ Dramos on Instagram If you want to be a part of the conversations And let's quickly kind of tie Everything we talked about today In a neat little bow In a segment we call Conclusion Stew
6: Time for Conclusion Stew
4: all right. So we talked about a lot and, and, and a lot in detail today. Um, I always appreciate getting to uh, have a conversation with Radimiz, whether it's on the microphone or not. He's definitely one of the more insightful people that I feel like uh, I've been able to build a relationship with in, in this world. Um, and somebody who I think uh, kind of challenges me um, to really, you know, flesh out a lot of ideas and just philosophy in general and things like that. I always enjoy talking with him. Uh, we actually had a podcast together called First Generation Talks um, that we started right before the pandemic. and then. You know, we both just got super busy with life and obviously everything with the pandemic kind of changed everything. But I always do enjoy having conversations with him. And I think some of my big takeaways uh, from today's show, when you talk about the death of Virgil Abloh, um, the legacy that he leaves behind of being somebody who essentially threw the ladder back down. Right. Like he has all his success. And, and then on top of that is helping and giving a platform to other creators that he knows that he believes in, um, you know, that he doesn't necessarily have to. Um, You know, I think that's a beautiful thing. And then also when we're talking about him DJing and music and things like that, this idea of never losing that childhood love that you have for something right, that childlike mentality of just doing things for the sake of doing them right just because they're fun, just because they're interesting to you. I just think it's so rare um, for us as adults to maintain that, especially once you start finding some sort of success and, um, you know, and, and you can be using your time to potentially make more money and things like that. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing for somebody to kind of be so in touch with with their roots and the things that make them happy um, and to to place a lot of value on them. Uh, and then, of course, moving on, switching directions kind of completely to what we talked about with um, the police and the targeting of of Latin uh, drivers with tickets and, and finding ways to hide it. I mean, listen, again, as I said earlier, it's not a shock. I, I just hope that when we bring up these stories and we have these conversations it is just a reminder of how much work there is to do. Um, and once again, hopefully makes us realize how much is actually happening and how much is is so normal to the fabric of this country and the institutions of this country. Um, that there's probably a ton of other stories like that one that go unreported and are just practiced as the norm, you know, as the norm of racism in this country. I mean, the prison system and, and um, the way that it has destroyed black and brown you know, communities uh, for decades um is a perfect example of that. And I don't have the time to get into all that. Hopefully I can have a guest to kind of speak to that a little bit. But, um, you know, just want to make sure we're aware we're still having these conversations and understanding, you know, why race is still a conversation that it needs to be uh, talked about so frequently and just how man prevalent racism still is in this country. And I think we talked about the Chris Cuomo stuff to an ad nauseum at this point. Um, I think the biggest thing I want to just remind people of is um, you know, these women who have gone through this trauma and and just how normal this is in workplaces and how normal it is for it to go unreported or for somebody not to believe women and that's just like on the topic of sexual harassment, obviously we were including rape and sexual assault and all of these uh you know other atrocious acts that happen that unfortunately um people are not held responsible for um, and it's important that we as men take it upon ourselves to not allow this toxic male culture to continue to happen that we're holding um, you know each other accountable and understanding the the role that we have historically played um, you know in women not feeling safe enough to share their story so um, that's just something I hope that a lot of people would take away from, from this particular conversation and the last thing I want to say um, I feel like when it comes to my conversation with just Radamiz and the trajectory of his career and everything that goes along with it I I, I mentioned this that I see a lot of familiarities in our story when it comes to us both kind of, uh, you know, by choice taking the stairs rather than the elevator when it comes to our career, Um, you know, that staying true to our vision and and not wanting to water it down just for the sake of finding some sort of easy uh, success or an easy check. And that is incredibly difficult. But at the end of the day, I think that as a human being, as a, as a person, when I think back on my legacy in this life and. And everything that I've worked on and hopefully, uh, you know, the people that I help or advocate on behalf of um, all of that is far more important than any check. You know, I want to make sure that when it's all said and done, I was a stand up individual that was passionate about the things that he believed in and fought for the things that he believed in and wasn't somebody that could be bought with an easy check or the idea of celebrity or any of these other things um, the idea of status Basically, I'm hoping that I can be an example for other people to to know that, listen, you don't have to sell yourself out. You don't have to sell your people out. You don't have to dull your ideas, water down your ideas. You don't have to bend and fold to the norms of what other people are trying to dictate. You just have to be willing to put in the work and and understand that your day may take a long time to come because this path of. Authenticity for your for yourself and and wanting to do the right thing f- by others is not often rewarded by the outside world, and many times it go, it's a lot of trials and tribulations to to get to where you want to go. And I'm still on that journey, but I can also say that I I feel free in this life right now, right? Like I'm doing things the way that I want to be doing them. And sure, there's other opportunities where I could have been doing things on a larger scale or or whatever. And and had um you know more proximity to the things that people hold as in high regard as far as status and things like that, but even with all of that said, I can promise you that the victories are much sweeter on this side, you know, i knowing that I'm truly bringing my vision to life and i'm I'm truly putting myself in a position to um not only help myself but also help others in the way that I want to help them. There's no better feeling than than that right there, being in the driver's seat for that rather than being in the passenger seat for somebody else's vision and that's it I'm off my soapbox uh. At DJ Dramos, again, you want to stay in touch with everything that's going on, be a part of the conversations. Um, As I mentioned in our last episode, next week, I will be off no shows next week. I'm actually going to be leaving on Friday for a, um, man, like personal growth and wellness and kind of mental health retreat uh, where we're going to have no communication with the outside world. No technology, no cell phones, computers, nothing, just a lot of like internal work with coaches and therapists and things like that. And I'll be there for an entire week. So I'm really excited, really nervous for that. Going to definitely probably uncover a lot of uh, things that I've tried to keep buried or swept under the rug in my life to avoid having to deal with them. Um, but I'm really excited to see the person that comes out on the other side of that and, and continue to push myself to evolve and grow as a human being here on this on this earth so I can hopefully be of more service to to others. So I will catch you guys in a little over a week. We'll be back December 14th with a brand new episode. That I'll give you all the updates of how my whole uh, spiritual journey went on my retreat until then man stay safe i appreciate y'all i appreciate all the love constantly getting if you could leave a review uh, on apple Podcasts, it's always greatly appreciated i love y'all thank you for the support thus far and allow me to man bring my ideas to life and have a platform to do so and i'll talk to you soon peace Life as a Gringo is a production of the Michael Podcast Network and
1: iHeartRadio. are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.